What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Spring Fever. As always, I am USFL Jim, joined by the one, the only, it is Uncle Rico, a.k.a. Eric, at E2Tough, at ETOF21Sports on Twitter. And as always, we are brought to you by the one, the only, Royal Retros. Make sure you guys use code SPRINGFEVER, all caps, for 10% off at checking. Royal Retro is your one-stop shop for all your retro style uh, just any sport, not even just football, but just retro teams. Uh, they got sick jerseys. They got great t-shirts. They got good hats. They got it all. Anything you would want. And before we even fully dive in to last week's CFL, the USFL playoffs, and the championship game. Uh, yeah, my camera's fucked up. Let's just get past this together. We understand. Eric will not be looking at me this entire episode no, because I, I might give him a seizure. So uh, before going into this epilepsy I, 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 warning. I, 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 my eyes are down the whole time, man. I love you to death, but I think my eyes are down the whole time. Epilepsy warning to the people watching. Um, let's give the USFL its time to shine, so let's just blast through the CFL real quick. This is the show about the USFL championship game. They are in the limelight. So week three of the CFL just happened. We're already – yeah, that it's it's. I don't know what happened to my camera. I need to go to Best Buy. It's fucked up. So week three of the CFL, game one, BC, Winnipeg. The Lions win it 30-6. to six. 30 to 6, Eric. Slap me impressive, Jimbo. I think we were wrong about the Lions. I think we were just flat wrong about them. I mean, huge step, dude. Huge step forward. Vernon Adams is that fucking dude. He looks hot while he's playing. He kills it out there. He looked good. He played good. And they got the dub. And it wasn't just a dub. They dominated the Bombers. Dominated. Convincing win on Cal- game. Kalaros looked weak. Yep. I, I can't remember the last time the Bombers got embarrassed like this. So I guess the big thing is, I mean, this Monday, dude, at Toronto, dude, that's, that's, and Toronto's, been was, Toronto's offense has been kicking, man. Yeah. And we'll get to them in a bit, but damn, they look pretty good too. Uh, shout out BC. They're, they're right now. They're my number one team in the league. Oh, mine too, by far. Montreal Alouettes, Hamilton Ticats. Uh, this is probably our biggest disappointment of the week. The Ticats lose this one 12 to the Montreal's 38. Beat down city. Just Beat down. embarrassing. Embarrassing. Uh, Matthew Schiltz, I, I wanted to believe. I wanted to have faith. 47 passes. He went 25 for 47 and two INTs. I don't know what to do with this Tiger Cat team. I mean, I, I think they're just bad. They might just be bad. They might be. So we we had this same thing with them last year, Eric, where we couldn't quit them. I'm going to quit them until the midpoint of the season. I don't believe in this Tiger Cats team. I have little to know. Alan, I already addressed it. We're not addressing it again. My camera's fucked. That's it. This be uh, maybe, you need to put that, maybe you need to put that on the bottom. Behind, after the ten percent off, uh, let's, let's. I let's know I have technical issues with my camera. Let me fix that. I'll fix that while you talk about how disappointed we are in the Hamilton Tiger Cats. We thought they were going to make this step forward. We thought the the um, it was a perfect situation against Montreal to get a step back. Offense couldn't stop shit. The offense couldn't get anything going with a backup quarterback, and the defense just couldn't stop shit. Montreal looked good. Tiger Cats looked bad. Um. 
I think we need to stop until they figure their stuff out. And once they figure their stuff out, depending on how many games they're behind, maybe look to invest in the future in them. On the flip side of this, um, Montreal is showing just how much in the tank Cody Fajardo still has. When you put him behind a decent to good offensive line, he looks leagues better than he did his last few years and months in Saskatchewan. He's looked good. And this Montreal team, I think, is like, I think they're decent. I think they're decent to good. I think they're decent. I'm going to give them decent at the very least. Because, like, remember, the last time they played Hamilton, it was a close win. Yep. Vince, Vince just wants a picture. Let's see if I I, I want to know if I can come up with it. Does I wonder. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll figure something out while we're still talking. So the next game uh, we had Rough Saskatchewan Riders. Rough Riders, Calgary Stampeders. The Rough Riders win this one 29-26. What did we say, Eric? What did we say in this one? Take the, the Calgary out. Stampeders are your like benchmark team. If you can beat them, you're good. You If you're bad, you lose to them. So I guess that means they're good. I think the Rough Riders are like good to decent. I think they're in a good spot. Let me, I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. Here's what I'm going to do. I got something worked out. What, what do you have worked out, dude? I'm working out, I'm working out my camera situation. I'm, I'm figuring something out. I mean, if, if I do this, there we go. That worked for you? That works a lot better, dude. That works a lot better. That works a lot better. Okay, so Calgary still not getting anything going for the most part. Their offense is a little bit better this week than it has been in previous weeks. Um, I, I think. I mean, Jake Mayer's still obviously the guy. Yeah. I just, yeah, exactly. Decent is still good enough for second in the East. Hamilton sucks. Ottawa sucks. Watch with that Ottawa talk when Eric's on the show. Yeah, watch your tone. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, Jake Mayer's doing a fine enough job. I mean, three INTs isn't going to cut it for Calgary, whatever. Trevor Harris is good enough for Saskatchewan to kind of like make things happen. I still don't love either of these teams. Uh, Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Uh, Final game, Argos 31-43, Edmonton 31 Edmonton played three different quarterbacks in this game. They're the laughing stock of the league currently. Oh, yeah. They're, they're by far the worst team. It's not even close. They're the worst team. It's not even like the way he's been playing. I think Taylor Cornelius still gets the start, but they don't have any faith. They obviously don't have any faith. They don't have a run game. Their offensive line's terrible. So I don't know. Like this team's just really bad. And that's the understatement of the year. Yeah, they're like the most embarrassing team I've seen in a hot minute. But I will have a different take when we get to the preview here in a little bit. Um, for Toronto, I think right now they've been firing on all cylinders on offense. Chad Kelly didn't look great this game, but he didn't really need to. What do you say with Toronto? I think they're good. I don't think they're top two good. 
I think so they're. I still probably put them below Winnipeg. Okay. But the offense is pretty good. Keith Mickler says the Elks are so bad they belong in the USFL. Hey, 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 hey! hey We're hey. not going to take any other spring league slander here in this chat. Hey, hey come Keith, on watch your tone. Come on, Keith. They are really bad though. Like the Elks are really oh, bad. Uh, I don't. Toronto's a confusing team, Eric. I don't really. They're good, obviously. They're like I'd probably put them top four, top three. I just don't. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have to see how they play against BC this coming week because they played, they played Hamilton, who is bad, and they've played Edmonton, who is worse. Yeah. Vince, that's fine. You can joke about the FCF. Fan control football is the one league we're okay to joke about. And Major League Football. Like there's there are leagues to joke about, but the USFL is especially on this holy of weeks, is not one of them. No. Well, Vince, Vince with the let me cancel the FCF. I like it. I like it. Attaboy. Uh, what do you think about Toronto, Eric? I don't trust them. I got to see them against BC or Winnipeg, which we're going to see them against BC on Monday. So that's kind of going to be it for me. So I got to kind of see what they got. Let's get real quick into the CFL preview, and then we'll just focus the rest of the time on the beautiful USFL. Edmonton Elks, Ottawa Red Blacks. Ottawa's at home. They're minus two and a half, over under 42. Give me – whoa, who's starting for Ottawa? it's probably Arbuckle. It shouldn't be, but it probably is. I mean, for me, it kind of depends who's starting. Uh, Let's see. Who do you think probably starts? I would say the Ottawa Red Blacks are going to start it's probably going to be Arbuckle out there first. I don't like either of their guys. I mean, it's not Masoli, so what's it matter? Is he is he for sure not playing? Because the report was after the bye, he's in. Uh, let's see. This is June 6th. Let's see if we got anything. Um... Okay, so this is RotoWire. I don't know how accurate they are with the CFL. According to Dave Campbell of 630CHED, Masoli will sit out the Friday game versus the Edmonton Elks. Oh, come on. I'm checking the source, Eric. I'm trusting the source. If Twitter loads, I'm checking the source. But if he doesn't play, then I'm on Edmonton. I didn't want nothing to do. I mean, I'm Edmonton, so- baby, because these teams don't win at home. Uh, yeah, Tyree Adams is the starter. CFL tweeted that out two days ago. So, yeah, give me the Edmonton Elk straight up. Calling it right here. These teams lose at home. Elks plus 120. Uh, over under 42. Touching that at all, Eric? Not at all. No, I'm not either. Bombers versus Alouettes. Bombers are minus six over under 48 and a half. Damn it, Eric. I want to take the plus six. Damn it. I want nothing to do. 
quick camera check. It's still it's still bad. It's still really bad. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not touching this one. If I lean anyway, it's probably Winnipeg in a bounce back spot. Let me bounce back here real quick to this Ottawa thing. Go for it. If do we, I, I really think with the quarterback news with Ottawa, we're going to see this line dip a little bit. It's, I mean, it already dipped. It was at three and a half to open this week. It's already dipped down to two and a half. I know, but I think more. You think people, it'll go further? Yeah. At what point do you buy the Red Blacks, or is it is it just you know what? Nothing. I don't think they win. So, Jimbo. never. I think that I think the Elks win straight up. Jimbo. <laughs> These teams don't win at home, Eric, and I'm gonna keep fading them at home until anything. Jimbo. Give me the Elks straight up plus one twenty. That's my only bet in that game. Elks Nation, baby. Uh, I'm with you. I don't have any side in the Bombers Alouettes game. I probably lean towards the Bombers in a bounce back, but six is a lot against an Alouette team that's been like decent. It's a ton of points. Uh, BC Lions, Toronto Argonauts, BC the whole the road favorite minus two and a half on the road over under forty eight. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna mm. take the over. And I think BC gets it done. You think BC gets it done? Two and a half, I'll take it. I'll take BC minus two and a half. Eric, I'm going to be 100% honest with the people, though. I have had a very slow start to betting the CFL this year. I have two, and I'll be honest. That's kind of why I don't want to bet anything. That's fair. That's why you're a smart man. I'm, I have two bets this weekend. I'm taking BC minus two and a half, uh, three. So BC minus two and a half. Over 48 in the Lions-Argos game. And then I'm taking the Elks straight up money line at plus 120. You're not touching nothing this week, Eric? I'm a, I would I, touch- Okay, Eric. Eric, I, I'm not making you bet it, but I'm going to do this for when the weeks that you don't have any bets. Gun to your head. Make one bet for the CFL this week. The Red Blacks. Straight up or minus two and a half? Minus two and a half. Okay. I respect that. If I were to bet that, that'd be the only bad make. I I like your gumption. I like your gut. I like where your head's at. But now, Eric, we pivot to America. The USFL, the playoffs are behind us. So we had two playoff games last week. We had the Panthers versus the Maulers. The Maulers got it done in what ended up being an extremely exciting game. The Maulers went 31 to 27. Fun fact, Eric. This was the first spring football game to go like playoff game to go to overtime since I believe the original USFL. So it was history. We saw history. Yeah, it was that game was like a five overtime game in the 80s. Jesus. This one was not. This one was one overtime. The Maulers get it done 31-27. Maulers Nation rise up from worst team in the league from chicken salad fiasco to championship. The story's there. This is our team. Everyone knows. We brag about it every week. We took them 12 to 1. We got plus 1,200 here. I think I only got 11 to 1. I'm I got 12, baby. This is the first. I think this might be the first time I've ever gotten a better line than you. You know, I I dropped the ball. Did you, did you catch any of this game? Yeah, I was on the stream with you for a little bit. That's right. That's right. Sorry. I get very buzzed on those streams. It was a fun time. It, it was a pretty lackluster, like 
boring, slow game until the it's, second half where it just exploded. It opened up. It was a fun was time. I don't think the Panthers have anything to be that disappointed by. They had a good season. I mean, let's, I mean, four and seven is not the way you want to end, but the fact that you made the playoffs is a plus. Yeah. I mean, you made the playoffs the plus, see if you can build moving forward going into next season. The Mullers, however, have a shot at history. What shot is that, my friend? I think if they drag, they have the number one defense in the league. If they can drag the Stallions down to their level, they're live. This offense has looked decent, I would say goodish almost to downright terrible. But the defense has been consistently fantastic. Correct. And the special teams is also really good. Correct. Also, Vince, shout out. Took the XFL until year two to get an overtime. I think the USFL had one last year, maybe. But congratulations to the Maulers. Happy that you guys are here. That was the exciting playoff game. And then we had the Breakers versus the Stallions. This was a solo stream for me. And boy, was it brutal. The Birmingham Stallions just kind of like opened it up in the second quarter and never looked back. They were up at one point uh, 40 to 7. I mean, that was a beatdown, dude. I mean, what? not even close. Embarrassing from the Breakers. Couldn't do anything. McLeod Bethel Thompson, 2 for 2, 26 for 50, 273, and 2 touchdowns, 2 INTs. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't do anything offensively. And the defense for the Breakers, who had up until the playoffs were one of the top three defenses in the league, just looked like they couldn't tackle. They couldn't get pressure. Alex Magoo was having the game of his life. He looked fantastic. Speaking of which, Magoo, 21 for 31, 310 and four touchdowns, plus, plus a rushing touchdown and running for 84 yards. Jesus. I mean, my one thing is this, is that was such a high level that we saw from the Stallions. Do we see a step back to earth? And like you said, can the Maulers grind up the game a little bit? That's the million dollar question. Potentially, potentially. I mean, there's a shot that like maybe they viewed this as the real championship game because the North did so abysmally against the South for most of the season. Mm hmm. And they played the game of this was like a combination of the Stallions playing their best game and the Breakers playing their worst. And this is the outcome that you see. It was 22 to 47, not even that close. But if you look back when the Maulers actually played the Stallions earlier in week four, yeah. the Stallions only won by four points. It was 24 to 20. I mean, I think it's going to be a tight game. I, mean, I think so too. Able, maybe they're able to get some separation toward the end, but I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. I think so too, Eric. And we saw it sort of last year. Like the Stallions last year kind of beat the breaks off the breakers in the playoff game and then had a super tight game versus the stars. I think you could see something similar here for the championship game. I yeah. think the, I think the Mullers have a shot. And at 12 to 1, I love it. At 12 to oh, 1, okay. I love it. Do you, Eric, do you know the spread off the top of your head? Are you looking at the spread? Do you already know it? Um, I've seen three different numbers. What's the number? Okay, we're going with eight. The spread right now that I'm seeing is Stallions minus eight, over under of 45 and a half. Yep. Um, 
I would definitely lean toward the Mallers. I got them at eight. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and I would definitely lean to that under. I'm definitely going to be invested in that first half under for sure. Twenty two and a half for the first half. Yeah, you know, I like that. I also kind of like the Mallers for the first half too. Mallers plus four first half. I might take. I'm probably going to take Mallers plus four. I'll take the under twenty two and a half for the first half. And then I'll probably take Mullers plus eight and the under 45 and a half as well. Cause I think if the Mullers win, it's going to be in a low scoring, like kind of like grind it, muck it up sort of game. Yeah. Still bad. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I see too. I think it's going to be a grindy up, slow it up game. Who is this is coming in with the baseless accusation that the XFL is downsizing and dropping teams soon. Oh, don't believe. I do not believe. XFL dropping. Go to Twitter for all my news. Uh, You know, I don't see it, dude. I don't see it happening. You know. What I do see happening, though, if we look towards the future... Of the USFL specifically, I think they might pivot and either – I don't think they expand, but I think they might put one of the teams in Canton. I think I, next yeah. year I think next year they're going to do home markets. I do believe that. And I think one of the teams is going to be in Canton permanently. And I don't hate yeah. it. I kind of dig it if they do that. The question is, which team would it be? I hope it's not Pittsburgh. It's it might be the Generals. Really? I'm I'm gonna guess the Generals are gonna be in Canton. Look up the XFL lost. Yeah, the XFL lost a lot of money. I know. We all know this. The USFL lost a lot of money year one too. All businesses lose money first yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Happens. Eric, what do we think of the USFL season as a whole? Uh, product was a lot better. Uh, teams look more organized. Uh, better job by the media, not the media, like Fox and everything, producing and everything, just kind of getting info out. Um, I still think they could be doing a little bit more. Um, overall, I liked what I saw. I think they're definitely, you know, I'm interested to see what happens next. I think similar to it's it's the same thing we have with both these leagues, the XFL and USFL, the marketing department can always be doing more. Yeah. I don't know if I have any specific ideas off the top of my head of what more they could be doing, but I think community reach outs, especially if they go to home markets in the next year for the USFL community reach outs will be a big factor, getting people like lo- the localities involved, um, getting players like involved in the community will be massive. Oh, yeah, getting players involved, um, doing kind of following the MLS business model of partnering up with local bars in the in each um, each market is going to be huge. I think there's definitely some room for improvement with going on on that. I did look up Akron Fire USFL. Um, he, who is this? I don't know who this is. Just some random uh, did say Akron Fire to the USFL. I, I believe they're like a small, like 
team in Akron? They're... Uh, here we go. Who are, who are we looking up here? Akron Fire. Akron Fire. I don't think they've tweeted anything out since like 2013. Yeah. Right here. I, I got the tweet, Eric. One sec. I One sec. We're, we're good. I got the tweet. Fuel the fire. No, I got the tweet. So uh, we are disappointed to announce we, we will not be joining the USFL at this time. I hope it'd be interesting to see. This is in 2013. Of course, the USFL wasn't a thing back then. I went to their Facebook page and it doesn't exist. Their Facebook exists. I'm on it right now. Dude, I just clicked on it and it says the content isn't available right now. When this it's happens, available to me. Maybe oh. maybe you have to be deep in spring football lore. I don't know. Maybe maybe this person just likes you more than me, dude. And that happens. Maybe. It does happen. Sometimes it does. USFL season two, I give two thumbs up. You can't see. Oh, let me do it real quick. I'll two thumbs up in my fucked up camera. I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. Uh great, great for football that the USFL made it to year two. Glad for the championship game. I'm sorry I can't be there this year. I'm glad I made it to the first inaugural. Uh, new USFL championship game last year. I can't wait to see where year three brings us. I can't wait to see the off-season moves that these leagues make. So let me ask you a question. Are you buying a Maulers championship t-shirt if they win it? Yes. I like it. I like your style. Yes, I am, Eric. Yes, I am. I like, I like your style, Jimbo. I like it a lot, buddy. So I think we're both on Maulers plus eight. We have the Maulers future. I think we're both just rooting for the Maulers. This I'll week. be honest. I'll probably take the plus eight, the first half four, and the first half under for the game. And I'll take the total game under too. Okay. Yeah. So I have four bets for this championship game. Eric, it's also just fun to root for the underdog. They were the worst team in the league last year. I just like to root for getting money in my pocket. You don't want to root for the little guy? I thought you. I thought you were a Maulers guy. I'm a Maulers guy. You know what? And I was on the Maulers before everyone else. You were. Uh, Dansky asked Jim's, "What would it take for you to come to Canton for the championship game? Money, lots of money, uh, because just the move to my new place has kind of like stripped me financially to not have the freedom to just do that. Otherwise, I would have also been at the XFL championship game, and I would make it again to the USFL championship game." Hopefully year three of the USFL, year two of the XFL, I can go to more games. That's a goal that I have. We'll see. I like I'm going to be watching comfortably from my, from my garage, from my home. And there will be a very exciting, very fun live stream of the game. You know what? I will do my best to get there. Uh, I think the little lady has plans, but I will do my best to get there. I know it's 4th of July weekend and people are probably busy. But damn it, I'm going to be streaming me some USFL. Saturday, 7 p.m. God's time, baby. You know what? I will do my damnedest. I will do my damnedest to be there, Jimbo. My damnedest. Once again, congratulations to the Pittsburgh Maulers. Congratulations to the Birmingham Stallions. This is Spring Fever. Eric, what do you got going on? Uh, my podcast comes out on Friday. We'll be talking some fantasy football stuff. We'll be doing a preview of, I believe, the the Jets, the Packers, and the Patriots. Talking the latest NBA news. Free agency is happening right now. 
Um, you'll come on and you'll give out some USFL picks and uh, CFL picks. And then we're going to have some NASCAR. Jim, guess how many NASCAR winners me and my boy Brandon have handed out in a row? Just take a guess. Three. Five. We're up to five winners in a row. God damn, dude. Five winners in a row. Looking to make it six for the Chicago Street Race. So hopefully we can get it done, man. You know, get hot, stay hot, my friend. I think you can. I believe in you. Uh, y'all know where to find me. I'm just going to go straight to the camera again. Y'all know where to find me at XFL Gym everywhere. Um, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I'm all over. Join the live stream Saturday for the championship game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be massive. It's going to be a great time. And I have my own personal USFL Gym championship preview coming out Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. This has been Spring Fever. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye-bye.